Alrighty, everybody. Welcome back to the West Side Sports Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dakota Esri. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome to the show. If you guys are enjoying the content, enjoy the things I cover and the current subjects when we go to day-to-day, please uh, subscribe, follow, or give a rating down below. All would be much appreciated. As always, we start with Around the World. We go into a lengthy Mariners, a short Seahawks section, and a couple quick notes, and then we're going to hop out today. First off, I apologize for the for the gap in between podcasts. I have been in the middle of a move. We are now moved in and uh, ready to rock and roll. With that being said, let's just hop right into Around the World. We'll start off with the Warriors winning NBA Finals. Congratulations to Golden State winning their fourth chip in the last seven years. Congratulations. Steph Curry wins MVP. Very winning, uh, fulfilling, very deserving. Glad to see for him. Great career so far for Steph Curry. I believe he is a top 10 player all time. Covered that in the last podcast. So that's a uh, very, very positive thing in general for the West uh, Side Sports group, the podcast, the Facebook group in general, all things included. Congratulations to the Golden State Warriors and their fans. Looks like the parade's looking like a ball of a time. Jack Sawinski made MLB history yesterday as the first rookie to have a three-home run day that was capped off by a walk-off home run. Congrats to him and his family. Here's something that I've uh, wanted to cover on a little bit, and we're going to do around the world section on it. We might touch on it a little bit later in the Mariners section. But the pitchers across MLB have been talking about the baseballs being, quote, slick or slippery. With that being said, as they'll talk about the surface of the ball, you know, beforehand, they can, they can, they can still put rosin on the ball, stuff like that. But it's uh, you can't use, like, spider tack, obviously. That's no longer included or available to pitchers in general. So now they kind of have to use secondary substances that are allowed by by the league i've seen a couple reports coming out of the japanese and korean baseball leagues that they're using a like a secondary substance that's not quite a spider tack but it allows the pitchers to have a little bit more grip and spin rate on the ball because we're seeing a lot of downgrades in spin rate velo and control right now across the league uh, batters are being hit at an all-time high this needs to stop eventually i don't know what, what they're going to succumb to with that but i guess we'll see in due time uh, Matt Fitzpatrick won the U.S. Open yesterday. Congrats to him. I don't know much about the golfer in general. Just know it was kind of a new name to win a major tournament for golf. It's a good thing for golf in general. They need a little more star power in general, especially after the, the LIV took so many people away from their overall group and the depth of, of their tournaments and of their competition. And then we finish up by the Avalanche taking a 2-0 series lead over the Lightning. I will be covering more Kraken when we get to the offseason for Kraken, free agency, draft, stuff like that. And then we're going to go straight to Mariners because i got a lot of Mariners talk today. A lot of you guys have been asking me uh, what exactly has been going on with the Mariners. This last homestead was absolutely dreadful. 3-8 homestand. Score a total of 28 runs in that homestand, which if you think, hey, 28 runs in 11 games, that's got to be good, right? Actually, no, it's bad. The reason why I say it's bad is they scored 20 of those 28 runs in three games. Eight of those other, uh, eight of those, the rest of those eight runs came in the last eight games of that homestand. That's not acceptable. I saw they uh, a couple moves today. Kevin Padlow was brought up. Uh, Sergio Romo, Renesalias DFA'd. Another big part of this is due to the fact that uh, teams have to trim down their bullpen size to, I do believe, 13. Scott is a huge proponent against this and the overall scheme of things. A lot of managers are complaining about this due to the fact that relievers are so finical right now, or finicky, I should say. So, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I just want to kind of cover the, the pitching staff in general, because the pitching staff has been just absolutely exceptional recently. Um, pardon for me just reading stat lines, but there, there's a theme behind this. Logan Gilbert, six inning pitched, 
four hits, two run runs, six strikeouts. Chris Flexen, five and a third innings pitch, six hits, two earned, five strikeouts. Page turn, pardon me. Robbie Ray, seven innings pitched, three hits, one earned run, ten strikeouts. That was a phenomenal, phenomenal performance by, by Robbie Ray. Obviously, best as he's been for the Mariners. Big part of that is, is the two scene, which we've covered the last two podcasts. And then George Kirby goes six innings, two earned runs, six strikeouts. So you're seeing everybody. I know I didn't touch on Marco in this, but the majority of this rotation is doing their job, ladies and gentlemen. It's quite simple. You know, they're, they're, they're going longer, they're going deeper, they're having quality starts. Almost everyone but one of these starts by Chris Flexen was a quality start of six innings pitched and two earned less runs. That is a huge thing to build upon, right? Now the, now, the thing to build upon with this is the ability to hit the baseball and the ability to hit, hit the baseball on a consistent basis. As we all know by watching, for those who have been watching the Mariners games, and I know it's been utterly painful to watch recently, but we can't hit, we can't hit the ball. Toro, Moore, not cutting it in general. Yeah, Dylan Moore versus Lefty has a 135 WRC+, plus, meaning he's 35% better than league average against lefties. That's all great to see, all great and dandy. However, when it comes down to the end of it, um, there are bench players. You know, Delamore is a great utility guy. He's got a great glove, great speed. Coming in the late innings, uh, can play a multitude of different positions. That's fantastic. Justin Upton just needs more time to be truly evaluated. Very scary scene as he got hit in that first uh, bat in the head. Glad to see he came back the next day, though. He was evaluated for, for a, a concussion. He did test through it, which is a good thing to see. I don't know if that, and if anyway, can apply to, uh, apply to Kyle Lewis, but more time for Upton will be needed for me. I can uh, make a real, true diagnosis on what I see from, from Justin Upton. His career stats are there: two sixty-two batting average, over a thousand RBIs. Guy, guy can hit the ball. I mean, that's a fact. It's just a matter of can he get right. See if he can make a minor, minor tweak, swing adjustment, something along those lines. Julio continues to learn at the big league level. This is kind of like the Vladdy year for the Toronto Blue Jays. Is what Julio is doing for the Mariners this year. Kind of getting ingratiated, getting used to baseball, starting pitching, adjustments. You know, he adjusts to the pitchers, the pitcher adjusts to him. They go back and forth. So, that continues to go on in general. Ty France continues to be Ty France. He's still struggling a little bit at the plate. You know, obviously he wasn't going to be hitting 350 the whole year. That's just not realistic. Luis Arias of the Minnesota Twins is the only player to be hitting above 360 in baseball right now. So uh, that's just kind of a different uh, different set of circumstances, and uh, the Twins are lucky to be keeping him around. They almost trade him in the offseason. The Mariners were a guy, a team that was interested, but they wanted a bunch for him, and as you could tell, there's a reason for it. Oh, and this is where it gets interesting. Runners left on base. We lead the entire league, all the baseball, with how many runners we have left on base because we have, uh, there's a saying that I saw on MLB TV by Mark Teixeira, uh, for those who don't know, he was a switch hitting power first baseman for the New York Yankees, along with a couple other teams. And uh, essentially, he talks about table setters versus table clears. Table setters are your guys like J.P. Crawford, uh, Dylan Moore, Sam Haggerty. Uh, guys aren't going to, you know, they're not relying upon, you know, to drive in the runs like a Julio, a Ty, a Ty France, a Mitch Hanniger, a Kyle Lewis. We don't have enough table clears is the problem. We have plenty of table setters. Tanner Chamel, he's been uh, been okay. He's been okay. Uh, I think his upside is incredibly high still. I'm with, I very much agree with Harold Reynolds, with what Harold Reynolds was talking about, with seeing him in the offseason camps. The guy has every single, he's a five-star tool. He can run, he can field, he can hit. He's got good play discipline. 
So as long as he continues to get at bats, I think the ceiling is very high for uh, Taylor Trammell in general. So be curious to see what they kind of run with him as far as how many ABs are going to let him get at the MLB level. I hope they just continue to let him run see, to see what he's got. And if he doesn't have it or in here, then I'd say trade him. Maybe use him for a trade piece to get a little bit more of a season-ready player. Someone from like the Giants, like a Mike Yastrzemski or something along those lines. The Giants are struggling right now. Maybe a Charlie Blackman. Charlie Blackman takes a lot of money. Maybe wouldn't take much to get something like that. I've seen a lot of people talking about Nelson Cruz for DH. I would love a reunion with Nelson Cruz. That'd be fantastic. But overall, what it comes down to is, uh, you know, it's overall production for the Mariners is not high enough right now. Obviously, we were one of the bottom teams in baseball and scoring runs, runs per game. That can't happen anymore. We need to fix that problem. And uh, the thing I'm going to lead off with for what I believe needs to be happening here pretty quick, and I don't like to advocate for trades that much. I will talk about maybe trade ideas, trade, you know, possible, uh, uh, look at, like different trade topics, excuse me for lack of a term. But I believe Adam Frazier is going to get traded. He just doesn't look comfortable in Seattle. He's probably going to trade like a team like the Yankees, some team that needs like a, like a utility man, can play four or five different positions. Good contact, not gonna hit it for power. Just can you know, you know, continue to feed the lineup. You know, Yankees, maybe the Dodgers. You know, they lost Mookie Betts, but apparently they're looking for a right-handed power bat, which is not gonna be easy to find. But if there's one name I look for, that would be Ryan Mountcastle of Baltimore. But Baltimore loves Ryan Mount Mountcastle, so I wouldn't anticipate that very much by any means. However, I guess we'll cover that on, on, on a different day. I'm gonna do a. I got a kind of an idea of what people want to ask. So on my Twitter handle. Capital PNW Professor, Professor is in lower caps, capital P, excuse me. I would like you guys to be reaching out to me if you guys have Twitter and give me comments and different ideas, uh, topics, anything you guys want me to talk about, trade ideas, what do you want the Mariners to do, what do you see out of the Seahawks, do you think Drew or Gino is going to be able to do it, anything like that, please drop me comments down there. I'm really good on keeping up on my Twitter. And that way I have a platform for you guys that have questions and want me to talk about something different than what I'm doing on a semi every other day basis. That's a great way for me to have that happen. Uh, Jesse Winker signed his two year $13.5 million deal. What that deal does is that his voids the last two years of arbitration for, for Jesse Winker. So that kind of relieves the stress of him having to worry about getting his deal done. So I'm glad to see that happen because Jesse Winker, you're very much a fan favorite man. People, a lot of people, it's like a love or a hate thing. You know, I want to love to learn how to love Jesse Winker. I know that sounds funny, right? Learn to love the how to love Jesse Winker. Jesse Winker, beautiful beard. Beautiful man. Great jawline. Everything else. Handsome. Reminds me of Jimmy Jimmy G sometimes. I talked about Jimmy G in the last podcast. But looks won't get you so far, Jess. And this team, this city, this fan base has one thing on its mind. It's called winning ball games. So you help us win ball games. Or you want to be the cover of GQ magazine. That's fine. But just pick whatever you want. You know, whichever one you want. That's fine. But you are a baseball player. Your job is to hit the baseball, field the baseball, throw the baseball, be a good professional representative for our city. Please do that, Jesse. Please continue to figure out whatever the heck is going on with you, man. We need your power desperately. You are a table clear. We brought you into Seattle to be a table clear. Please somehow, some way. Any figure of, of imagination, figure it out, Jesse. 
Couple moves I touched on. Sergio Romo, Rona Salias, DFA'd, Ken Giles reinstated from 60-day disabled list. Kevin Padlow brought up. He was the guy I talked about getting signed re-back from the Giants after we sent him to the Giants like the Mike Ford swap. I'm thinking maybe Toro gets sent down. I don't know if Toro has a uh, minor league option. I'll cover that in the next podcast. I'm going to be doing a state of the farm, state of the union, kind of addressing how our minor league players are doing. Any standouts, Jared Kelenic, guys like that, um, Levi Stout, Emerson Hancock, all those guys. So I'm going to be covering that on the next podcast. And then I got to finish with this. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, love of Troy. And Troy was a beautiful city. I wish I would have been there during that time. Not that old. Mike Trout is ungodly for what he can do to, to, to teams. You know, I, myself included. I'm pounding my own chair. Why are we pitching to Mike Trout? Why are we doing this? What point does this make? Well, the problem is Shohei Otani is behind him. So it's like, do you want like the blade of the sword? Like the tip of the sword? Or do you want the full like, you know, tilt of, of, of the sword? For better lack of an analogy. It's going to hurt either way. So, but I mean, Mike Trout. My God, man. Five home runs. Seriously? Five, five, five home runs. Mike Trout. Chill, bro. Just chill. Thank goodness you're leaving Seattle for a couple of days for you guys to come back again. And by that time, hopefully he has to face Ken Giles, not Rowena Salias or Sergio Romo. Sergio Romo was an absolute bust of a project. Jerry missed that ball again. However, I won't get into that in, in this podcast. He is the king of the fish. And uh, if only you were a mariner, Mike Trout. If only you are a mariner, I will forever dream of having a blue and green or just a straight teal Mike Trout jersey. Maybe Shohei Otani will take it. But it probably won't, won't happen if we don't have some serious talent. Seahawks. Okay. After we get through the dark days of the Mariners because it's been a dark couple days. Brian Monet this morning signed a two-year $12 million contract with the Seattle Seahawks. $1.5 million guaranteed. This is an intriguing move because they have Shelby Harris, Puna Ford, LJ Collier, a defensive tackle. And Brian Monet is a nose is a nose tackle. He is not a big pass rusher. He's a big body, takes up a lot of space, you know, uh, clutters up things in general. I like his production. I like his, uh, his energy. He's a high energy player, which a defensive tackle is very valuable to have. But overall, um, kind of curious to see what that comes with. See what the cap hit is, because obviously we you know we cut cap money to, or we brought on cap money or savings to bring on or get the contract done for obviously DK Metcalf, which unfortunately I have no update on that at this current time. But I'm assuming that will get done here by probably the beginning of training camp. This the team doesn't usually get like contracts done at this like in between uh mini mandatory uh season or camp and then you go into training camp usually it's training camp you know like the jamal the russell all of the deals got done during that timeline time frame so i'm assuming that'll probably be done around then we'll see what happens and then uh we're gonna sound we're gonna send off this new little uh, section i'm doing i'm just gonna have a little send off a couple things i'm touching on for the next podcast oh day off for the mariners and do they ever need it they're going down to California, so unfortunately this will not be a home day off. It might be, depending upon how they do travel, because they do only have to, have to go down to, to California. Um, I probably would anticipate they're not doing a home day off, because they usually like to do an, a day of acclimating down in the city before they play. It's kind of the analytics behind the sleep and all that good jazz. 
I expect more moves to come tomorrow for for the roster. Um, I will stay uh, posted on that, up to date on both the sports group and Facebook, Sports in the Northwest, as well as my Twitter tag, PNW Professor, capital P on the professor. And with that being said, that's going to be today's podcast, ladies and gentlemen. If you uh, enjoyed the podcast, again, if this is your first time listening, if you enjoy the content, please subscribe, leave me down a rating. If you guys have anything you want me to talk about for the next couple podcasts or the next one in general, please drop it on my Twitter handle or uh, drop it on my Facebook group. I'll have a little forum on there for anybody who's listening to the podcast, want me to talk about certain things. That'd be great. And in honor of June, uh, of June 19th and all that good jazz and uh, Black Heritage Month, Steelheads, great jerseys, crispy. Love to see them for until next time. Thank you, everybody. And as I always end off by saying, see us rise.